Hey y'all, welcome back to the Praying Single Mom Podcast, a podcast with the intention of bringing ease to Christian single moms all over the world, as we discuss weekly real-life issues such as parenting, mental health, childhood trauma, domestic violence, and much more. I'm your host, Lakeisha Cody. Let's get into it. Why is it that so many believers are hurting? Why is it that so many believer, believers are not in successful relationships? They are not in successful marriages. They are not in successful friendships. Why are so many believers um, not, you know, great parents, not great friends, not great co-workers? Overall, they're just not great in the way that they think about themselves, in the way that they think about others, in the way that they serve God, in the way that they show up, in the way that they do business. Why is it that so many believers are struggling, hurting, in pain, right? Could it be that we have over-spiritualized what healing really means? Could it be that we need to heal for real, right? So tonight's message or tonight's topic one today is to heal for real, right? To heal for real. That is tonight's message. Um, to heal for real. If you guys can already put somebody type that in the chat once a night and who was ever over on Facebook, if you can type um, the topic to heal for real. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lissandra. All right, guys. So listen, it sounds crazy to say, Jazz, where's your mom? Rhonda, she's my amen corner. <laughs> it sounds crazy to say that you are not healed as a believer, right? It sounds crazy to say that. It sounds crazy to say that you still need healing as a believer, right? I'm sorry, guys. I'm still letting people in. I'm probably going to switch it over to Kiosha so that she can start letting people in so that I will be able to keep going. But thank you guys for your patience. But Kiosha is jumping on now. All right. Yeah. So it sounds crazy to say that you are not healed as a believer. It sounds a little bit crazy to say that I still need healing. It sounds crazy to say that you are not fully healed as someone who believes in God, someone who goes to church every Sunday, somebody who goes to Bible study throughout the week. Hallelujah. It sounds a little bit off for somebody to openly admit that they are not healed or that they need to be healed. Because sometimes we can be so religious and think that just because we watch a sermon or just because we go to church or even just because we, you know, say a prayer that we don't need to do the work that it takes to heal for real, right? When we say heal for real, we are not referring to physical healing on tonight. We are referring to the emotional healing. We are referring to that inner healing, that inner man healing. You know, the things that you feel on the inside. We are referring to the hurt that you cannot explain. We are referring to the tears that won't stop flowing when you have a certain thought. We are referring to the feeling that you get when you don't, when people don't show up like they say they was going to show up, when people don't move like they say they was going we're referring to the feeling that you get when someone tells you no. We are referring to the feeling that you get when someone doesn't keep their word. We're referring to the feeling that you get when someone tries to love on you, but you can't quite accept that love because you don't even know what it feels like to be loved. We are referring to the feeling that you get when someone else is, you know, winning, when you are, when you experience other people around you winning, but there's a certain feeling that you have on the inside of you and you can't quite understand it, but you're like, God, I don't like what I'm feeling right now. God, I want to be happy for them, but because I'm going through hell, God, it's kind of hard for me to push past this emotion that I'm feeling. When we're talking about healing for real, tonight we're talking about the feeling that you get when God hasn't quite answered your prayer or when God hasn't quite responded to you in the way that you want him to we're talking about the feeling that you get when that old trauma shows up in your life we're talking about the feeling
feeling that you get when you experience a loss. We're talking about that kind of feeling that you get when your child reminds you of who you used to be. We're talking about the feeling that you get when your child reminds you of who you not as a parent. We're talking about the feeling that you get when you keep going through broken relationships, broken relationship, relationship after relationship. We're talking about the feeling that you get when you feel like you can't have any friends or you're alone. We're talking about that type of healing, right? We're talking about the inner healing, the real healing, you know, healing for real. This is why we still have mean girls in the church. This is why we still have cliques in the church. This is why we still have people who cannot quite put their finger on it and they don't want to call depression depression in the church. This is why we still have schizophrenic people in the church. This is why we still have those days where we're up and we're cool. We cannot quite explain it. This is why. This is why we're talking about healing for real. We're talking about the type of healing that takes place after they lay their hands on you. We're talking about the type of healing that takes place when you get up off of the floor. We're talking about the healing that takes place when you get off the prayer call. We're talking about the healing that begins to take place after the fast. After you've done all you can. After everybody said, I'm going to pray about it. After everybody dropped the prayer hands in the comments. After everybody texted you and said that they're praying for you. After they sold the seeds into your after We're talking about healing for real. We're talking about emotional healing. We're talking about mental healing. We're talking about the type of healing You know, emotional healing is something that every person needs to one degree or another because we have all been wounded emotionally, right? We've all been wounded emotionally. I'm pretty sure that everybody on here can attest to the fact that we've all been wounded emotionally. And all of those things, those emotional wounds If we can be honest, it shows up in every area of our lives. It shows up in every aspect of our lives, right? It shows up in every aspect of our lives. There are many, many, many different variations of emotional brokenness, emotional pain. There's so many different kinds of emotional hurt, emotional pain. As many as there are types of people, right? Whether the cause is natural, whether the cause is because of another person's sin, the majority of people, if we can be honest, are fighting some type of emotional battle, right? If I'm in the room, drop a heart in the comments, right? Because I know, I know, you know, I'm not the only one. The majority of people, if we can be honest, are fighting some type of emotional battle, right? Some type of emotional battle. Some type of emotional battle. And we know that if we're not completely healed on the inside, it can have a direct impact on the outside, right? If we're not completely healed on the inside, it can have a direct impact on the outside. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in and who are just jumping on, our message tonight is heal for real, right? So again, we know that if we're not completely healed on the inside, it can have a direct impact on the outside, right? So Luke 6, 45, Lysandra, type that in the comments for me. Luke 6 and 45, the good person out of the treasure of his heart produces good, right? And the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of what? The abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks, right? So whatever is on the inside is going to eventually come out, right? So again, this is why you have so many broken people walking around. And more so, it seems like you have so many broken believers, right? 
You have so many broken believers because like I said, sometimes we get too religious and you think that after you've gotten saved that you're just going to magically, you're just going to magically stop feeling that depression, that you're just going to magically stop feeling that hurt, that you're just going to magically stop feeling that pain that you feel, that you're just going to magically forget about the molestation, that you're just going to magically forget about the divorce, that you're just going to magically forget about the domestic abuse that you're just going to magically forget about those who walked out on you, right? Some of the most common symptoms of emotional harm is not being able to sleep at night. If some of you can be honest, you ain't slept in a minute. Now, if some of you can be honest, you have a hard time sleeping. You up all through the night, you up and down. You're going to bed late, you're getting up early. You don't understand why you're waking up. And like I said, you can be super religious talking about God waking you up. While that can be the case, sometimes we got to call a thing what it really is. Is God really waking you up every night? Or are you dealing with some sleepless nights? Are you dealing with some demonic things going on in your dreams, in your mind? Can we be honest on tonight, y'all? Because we got to really heal for real. God has been dealing with me on healing for real, guys. Come on now. We can pray for the millions. We can pray for the successful relationships and successful, successful businesses. But guess what? If we do not heal properly, like I said today on Facebook, we will handle it wrong. We won't handle it the right way. What's the use of God sending you a great husband if your heart's still not healed? What's the use or the point in God sending the man and your mind still messed up? What's the use or the point of God sending somebody, but you still bitter or you still, you're still dealing with PTSD from the last three fools that you was with. You're still dealing with trauma from the last three relationships that you are in. You're still dealing with some of the issues that you dealt with as a child, right? Another symptom of emotional harm is detachment detachment, depression, anger, isolation. You want to be isolated. You want to say that you ain't got nobody. You want to say that everybody moving funny, but when it's really you that's isolating yourself and you're isolating yourself because you really don't want nobody to see the wounds. And some of us, we isolate ourselves unintentionally, right? We don't do it on purpose, but we isolate ourselves because we know us. We isolate ourselves because we know we'll go off on somebody. We isolate ourselves because we can't trust ourselves when we're in seasons of wilderness. We isolate ourselves because we don't want nobody judging us when we're going through. Am I in the room on tonight? Isolation. Another symptom of emotional harm is bitterness. If some of us can be honest, we deal with the spirit of bitterness. If some of us can be honest, right? We deal with the spirit of bitterness. What is bitterness? A lot of people probably be like, I ain't bitter. Okay, let's go into the definition then. To be bitter or bitterness, right? It's anger and disappointment at being treated unfairly. To be bitter is resentment, right? So to be bitter is to have anger and disappointment. So it's like when anger and disappointment collide. To be bitter is to be angry and disappointment, uh, disappointed at being treated unfairly, right? A lot of us feel like God is treating us unfairly. 
A lot of people feel like we should be so much further ahead by now. A lot of us feel like we should have that life that we've been dreaming about for years right now. A lot of us feel like they're smarter than the next or they should be making money, you know, like everyone else is making. If we can be honest, a lot of us got that anger and that disappointment on the inside of us because we feel like, you know, we've been treated unfairly. A lot of us feel like we've been good and faithful servants. A lot of us feel like we've been good. And a lot of us have grown weary in well-doing, if we can be honest. So as a result, that creeps in the bitterness, right? The bitterness, the sourness, being upset, being disappointed, the bitterness, right? The frustration, the fear. The bitterness, the frustration, the fear, right? Some of the most common causes of this emotional trauma that that some of us experience too. Some of the causes of this, this hurt, some of the causes of this depression, right, is because of abandonment. Many of you have been abandoned, right? Broken trust. Some people have broke your trust. Chronic pain or illness in your body that you really can't explain. You don't understand why you why you the one got to go through fibroids. You don't understand why you the one that's always attacking your body. You don't understand, you know, why you look this certain way when you look in the mirror. You don't understand. Another cause, you know, of this emotional uh, harm that we are feeling is rejection. Some of us feel rejected a lack of community. And another cause is the things that we went through as children, right? The things that we went through as children, right? If we do not heal, we will bleed on those who did not cut us, right? If we do not heal properly, guys, we will bleed on the people who did not even cut us. We will bleed on the people who did not even have anything to do with the reason why we are hurting. If we do not heal, we will continue to bleed on our children. We will continue to bleed on the people that God sends into our lives. We will continue to bleed all over the place on people who don't have anything to do with why we are hurting in the first place, right? Right. Hurt people do hurt people. You hear that saying all the time that hurt people hurt people. And and sometimes we do it unintentionally. Sometimes we fight back. We go into defensive mode real quick. Because we want you to feel what we feel. We want you to really know how we feel. We want to tell you, tell it like it really is. We want to be real and we want you to experience what we experience. And um, when the, and sometimes when they say that hurt people hurt people, again, it's not that they're doing it intentionally. Sometimes we hurt people because we haven't identified that we are the ones that are hurting. Yeah, someone said broken people will break you. Absolutely. 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 Um, I had a pastor that said the worst type of man is a man that doesn't have anything to lose. The most dangerous type of person to be involved with is someone that doesn't have anything to lose. You know what I'm saying? Have y'all women ever dealt with somebody or man? that don't have anything to lose. So as a result, they act like a fool. As a result, they don't care about helping you lose everything. They don't care about helping you spend everything. They don't care about driving your mind insane. They don't even care about y'all going to jail. The worst, the most dangerous person to be involved with is somebody who does not have anything to lose, right? Real healing, emotional healing, mental healing takes place in the heart, in the soul, 
in the mind, right? Real healing, emotional healing, mental healing takes place in the heart, in the soul, and in the mind, right? So I want to ask you guys on tonight, Amanda, Star, Bree, Sabrina, Rhonda, Nika, Keandra, Shayla, Cherie, Jazz, Lysandra, Talisha, Tierra, those of you who are on Facebook, right? I want to ask you guys, and I want you to type your answer in the chat. How is your heart at this very moment? How is your heart? Just be honest. Don't think about it. Just type the first thing that came up right now. How was your heart? Broken, battered, high in emotions, broken, genuine, satisfied. Keep them coming. Amanda, Star, Sabrina, I want to hear from y'all. How is your heart? Sierra, I'm going to say the same. I love that. My heart is in the process of being repaired. I can attest to that. I'm done with broken. I'm on a new level. I'm worthy. Amen. So he said, I don't know. When we ask ourselves, how was our heart? It forces us to dig deep. It forces us to, to, to analyze how is our heart. So for the two of you who said you don't know, do you feel numb? Okay, so Alicia said she's being repaired. Star, do you feel numb? Sabrina, how was your heart? Shayla, how was your heart? Sabrina said heal, but it definitely took a while to get there. Amen. He allowed me to identify what I don't need quickly. My connection with God is unbelievable. Amen. In the process of healing. Amen. Right? Halfway healed. Need more work. And what I want to tell you guys on tonight, that healing is not a destination, right? Healing is a journey. It's a process. If you feel like you've arrived at healing, then guess what? Your next level will require more healing. Every level requires new healing. Healing is not a destination. It's a process. You're going to always be healing because you're going to always go into new triggers. Oh, I didn't know that was there, God. Oh, why did that make me feel that way? Oh, why when they looked at me like that, I felt that? Why when my boss said that, I felt that way? Why when they walked out on me, that hurt, right? You're going to always be healing. You're going to always be healing. A lot of people say or think, you know, well, God knows my heart. He made me this way. And if he wants me to be healed, that he'll fix what I'm feeling, right? We know God to be the ultimate fixer. We know God to be the healer. However, this thing is a partnership. It takes two to tango. It takes two to tango. Sometimes we put it all on God and then we get mad at him. Oh God, if you, if you, if you want me to be healed, why don't you just heal me? God, why don't you just take this depression away? God, why don't you just take this pain away? But then we'll go back and get in the same cycle that it's causing us to feel depressed. We'll go and hang around the same people that are causing us to feel depressed. Oh God, why don't you just take this hurt that I'm feeling? Why don't you just take this pain? But then we'll go and we'll get ourselves involved in the same thing that is causing us to feel this way. So this is a partnership. We can't put it all on God. A lot of times we're always talking about, man, I'm waiting on God to heal me. I'm waiting on him to heal me. Could it be that he's trying to heal you, but you won't let go of what keeps eating you up on the inside? Imagine if God instantly healed us after every heartbreak. 
Imagine if God just instantly healed us after every heartbreak. We would never learn our lesson. You own it, Rhonda. We would never learn our lesson. We would never understand the pain in the process. We will never understand the process in the pain. We would never understand that his grace is sufficient. We would never understand that all things really do work together for our good. We would never understand the why and the how. If God immediately healed some of us when we turned 12, after we went through that stuff we went through as a kid, we would have never understood how to move as a parent. If God would have instantly healed us after that divorce, after that heartbreak, we would have never understood who or what type of man we don't want to deal with in the future. If God would have immediately healed us after that no good friendship or after that trifling backstabbing friendship, we would have never knew what type of friend we want to deal with and we don't want to deal with, right? If God healed us immediately after every upset and after every heartbreak, some of us would keep going through the same cycles. You own it, Riri. If God healed us immediately after every upset and after every heartbreak, some of us would keep going through the same cycles. The process is important. Somebody type that in the comments. Somebody type that in the comments, right? The process is important. If you learn the lesson, you won't have to keep going through the same cycles, y'all. If you learn the lessons, you won't have to keep going through the same cycles. And sometimes we're not able to identify that it's the same cycle because it's showing up as a different face. Sometimes we're not able to identify that it's the same cycle because it's showing up as a different face in a different body, but they are carrying the same spirit. They're carrying the same spirit. Some of us are not able to identify. That's why discernment is important. And not only discernment, I learned this. A lot of people say, thank God for discernment, but some of us need to be saying, thank God for discipline. Because as God's daughters, we have discernment, but our tails will sit in something. We'll sit in something for so long because you have discernment, but do you have the discipline to act upon that discernment? Do you have the discipline to act upon what God is telling you to do? Do you have the discipline to move? Your problem is not that you don't have discernment. Your problem is not that you don't hear God. Your problem is that you don't have the discipline to move. Your problem is that you don't have the courage to move. Your problem is that you don't have have the obedience to move when God says move, when God says no, when God says give it up. Your problem ain't discernment, baby girl. You have discernment. Holy Spirit is alive and well on the inside of you. Holy Spirit is activated on the inside of you. So some of you guys are still praying, God, please give me clarity, God. I just need discernment, God. I just need you to order my steps when you really need to be praying for obedience to make that move, when you really need to be praying, praying for discipline to do what God told you to do. Because it's all in a discipline, baby. It's all in a discipline. It's all in the discipline, right? A lot of us hear God. I told y'all I don't heard God right after I got done having sex. I heard God even before. 
I've heard God in the bed. And so discernment ain't the problem. That ain't the problem. The problem is your ability to say no to what is not serving you. The problem is your ability to say no to people who are not going where you are going. The problem is your ability to say no to emotional eating. Your ability to say yes to doing what you're supposed to do with your body. Discipline, obedience, God, how can I be obedient? A lot of y'all been walking around acting like you can't hear God. You hear God, you hear him clearly. He told you from the jump. He told you from the, the point of the DM. But now your tail don't got in the bed. And so you head on, you all in. You're all in with him now, but you heard God from the jump. I had to pray and I had to say, God, deal with the part of me that keeps ignoring red flags. God, deal with the part of me that keeps ignoring, that keeps ignoring your direction. God, deal with the part of me that keeps ignoring when you tell me to move. God, deal with the part of me, God, that keeps ignoring Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, discipline, 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 obedience, obedience. It's better than sacrifice. You want to sacrifice your money. Oh, I sow. Oh, I pay my tithes. Oh, I'm fasting every Friday. I fasted Monday through Friday. But you really, you still ain't being obedient. Right? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is what opens up the doors, right? Obedience. You are and you can be the cycle breaker, right? You are and you can be the cycle breaker. But in order to break the cycles, you must be willing and able to identify where you need to be healed. In order to break the cycles, you must be willing and able to identify where you need to be healed. A lot of us, we walk around ignoring the negative voices in our heads. A lot of times we walk around ignoring the fact that we're hurting. A lot of times we walk around ignoring the fact that we've been dealing with the spirit of rejection and the spirit of abandonment. A lot of times we walk around ignoring those things. But you got to be willing and able to identify where you need to be healed. A lot of us thought that when we got saved or when we got baptized that the pain would go away. You thought that when you got, you went down to that altar and they told you to come down there for prayer. You thought that when you got back to your seat, that those issues would be gone, right? But the fact of the matter is that we are flesh bound creatures, right? We're flesh bound creatures. Jesus said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, right? And Matthew 26 and 41. He said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How many of y'all heard that scripture before? Just type me in the comments because I know y'all don't heard it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The apostle Paul battled with the flesh, right? The apostle Paul battled with the flesh and he spoke of how stubbornly, how it stubbornly, how his flesh always, always resisted the desires of his will and mind to follow God. Paul said that <laughs> Paul battled with his flesh. 
And he spoke about in Romans 7, 18 through 25, Paul spoke about how his flesh didn't want anything to do with what his um what his will wanted to. His flesh didn't want anything to do with the desires of his will and his mind to follow God. His flesh didn't want anything to do with it. Our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. Our spirit is willing to pray. Our spirit is willing to go to church. Our spirit is willing to show up on Bible study. <laughs> our spirit is willing to get on that prayer call. Our spirit is willing to do to pray on the way to work. Our spirit is willing to post that scripture on social media. Our spirit is willing to do all of those things. However, on the other hand, our flesh wants what is contrary to the spirit. <laughs> our flesh wants whatever the spirit don't want. Our flesh wants the temporary fixes. Our flesh wants the temporary highs. Our flesh wants to argue. Our flesh wants the sex. Our flesh want to lie. Our flesh want to gossip. Our flesh want to curse. Our flesh want to compromise. Our flesh want everything else that the spirit don't want. Our flesh want everything else. Let me tell y'all something. Our flesh wants everything else it's, it it goes this is the bible this is the bible the flesh wants what is contrary to the spirit so following god submitting to him surrendering to him completely is the first step to real emotional healing psalms 23 and 3 says this that God is the one who restores our soul, right? God is the one who restores our soul. Luke 4 and 18 says that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to heal the brokenhearted. But we also must remember that healing is a process. Uh-oh, there goes that process word again, right? So how is process defined? Let's talk about the definition of process really quick. Process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end, right? So process is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Yes, Rhonda said process is a finish to end. A series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end, right? Don't miss this. Don't miss this right here. See, a lot of us, we don't want to go through the process, right? We don't want to go through the process. We live in an era where we see so many people skipping stages and we see so many people skipping phases. We see so many people skipping processes that it, that when we feel broken or we feel like something wrong with us or we feel like God made a mistake if we are going through certain things, not realizing that we are only going through our process. Social media has transformed our brains to think that if we are not at a certain level or status that something must be wrong with us. Not realizing that God created us to go through the process, to go through the pruning, to build our character. It's in the process where you learn what you like and what you don't like. It's in the process where you learn who you need in your life and who you don't need in your life. It's in the process where you learn who's got your back and who don't got your back. It's in the process where you learn who's for you and who, who is against you. 
It's in the process where you learn which scripture to read and which scripture to apply. It's in the process where you learn that prayer is your lifeline. It's in the process that you learn, hallelujah, that God is your refuge and an ever-present help in the times of trouble. It's in the process that you learn that God is a healer. It's in the process that you learn that God is a provider. It's in the process that you learn that God is a way maker. It's in the process that you learn that God is a restorer. It's in the process that you learn that God will keep you when you don't even want to be kept. It's in the process that you learn that you can be strong when strong is all you got. It's in the process that you learn, hallelujah, that the weapons may form, but they will not prosper hallelujah it's in the process that you learn that god will put a ram in a bush it's in the process that you learn that god will split a whole red sea for you it's in the process that you learn that god will leave the 99 for one it's in the process that you learn hallelujah that god is your foundation that he is all you got sometimes it's in the process that you learn your voice it's in the process that you learn that your voice matters it's in the process it's in the process that you learn that you are really beautiful it's in the process that you learn your value it's in the process that you learn how to stand and look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you are beautiful it's in the process that you learn that you can do all things through christ that gives you strength it's in the process that you learn that you can even learn it's in the process that you learn that you can really be a good mother even though you didn't have a mother to show you how to mother it's in the process that you learn hallelujah that God can make some nothing. He can make something out of nothing. It's in the process, hallelujah, that you learn. It's in the process. I don't know who this is for, but you got to stop trying to get out of that process. God is building something in you. He's developing your character. It's in the process that you learn what you are made of. It's in the process that you learn that you can really survive the struggle. It's in the process that you learn. That even though you are alone, hallelujah, that God is with you. It's in the process that you learn that you don't, God don't need nobody help to cause you to succeed. It's in the process that you really, really, really learn what you are made of. It's in the process, guys. It's in the process that the real healing takes place, guys. It's in the process. It's in the process where you'll stop looking for people to give you a table and you'll start creating your own table. It's in the process where you'll stop looking for handouts and you'll become the handout. It's in the process, guys, where you will become the bag. It's in the process where you figure out what you're really capable of. It's in the process where you figure out how successful you really can be. It's in the process where you figure out that you really can go back to school and get that degree. It's in the process where you figure out you're really not too old after all to live the life of your dreams. It's in the process where you figure out that it's not too late after all. It's in the process where you figure out that God can send a husband at any time. It's in the process. It's in the process. It's in the process, guys. We're in a microwave society that will try to trick you and make you believe that if you see 1111 on the clock, that you're going to be a millionaire by tomorrow. We live in a microwave society. We live in a manifestation, whatever they call it, society. We live, we live in a crystal, believe in society. We live in a society that wants to manifest everything, but no, nobody want to get crushed. 
Don't nobody want to go through the pressure that it takes to become a diamond. Don't nobody want to get crushed. Everybody want to win. Everybody want to look like they winning, but don't nobody want to get crushed. The type of crushing that's going to produce the oil. You've been praying for the millions. You've been praying for the marriage. But (laughs) are you praying for God to keep you in the crushing so that you can produce the type of oil that it's going to take for you to sustain the position, for you to keep the marriage? Because what will happen is if you don't go through the process, you will get the marriage and you will mess it up. What will happen is if you don't go through the process, you will get the money and you will mess it up. Healing involves moment by moment choices. To trust and obey the Lord. I said moment by moment choices situation by situation. Every situation is going to produce a different type of healing out of you. Yeah. When they try you, it's going to show you how really healed you are. When he cheat, it's going to show you what type of healed you really are. When you go through that traumatic experience, it's going to produce a different type of healing in you. Everything that you go through, moment by moment, situation by situation, it produces a different type of healing on the inside of you. There are so many adults that are struggling because they don't even know that their childhood trauma is creeping up on them. And for some of us, it is not creeping up. It has already taken over our entire lives. There are so many adults that are struggling right now because your childhood trauma has crept up on you. We sleep on childhood trauma so much, but our childhood experience, the things that we went through is what really shaped us. Childhood makes up the foundation that we build our personality upon. Childhood childhood makes up the foundation of our lives. It's our way of understanding the world around us, our relationships, our feelings, our thoughts. Our childhood is the foundation. Childhood trauma happens when children are exposed to emotionally painful events. These type of events can include you going through, you know, experiencing um, death in your family at a young age, having to go go to a lot of funerals, serious injuries, neglect, being neglected, having to grow up too fast, growing up without your parent around, sexual abuse, sexual violence, domestic abuse, domestic violence. Childhood trauma not only occurs when a child experiences an event themselves, but it's also traumatic childhood events can take place if you were exposed to certain things. If you saw certain things happening around you in your family. Some other childhood traumas that we don't even talk about is bullying, being bullied. Being exposed, like I said, to domestic violence, accidents, these traumas can result in distress, distress over time, where you're aging, you're not aging well because of all of the hell that you went through and because you won't acknowledge and you won't admit it. And if you grew up in families where you were told to suck it up all the time or where you were told to be strong or where you were told to fix your face or where you were told to stop all that crying or where you were told to go sit down and shut up, you probably haven't really dealt with the effects of what you're really facing. You probably haven't really dealt with the effects of what you're really facing, right? Because they forced you to be strong before you even knew what strong really meant. 
When they told you to go fix your face, they didn't realize they was teaching you how to put on a mask. When they told you to stop all that crying, they don't realize they was hardening your heart. When they told you to speak only when spoken to, they didn't realize they were telling you that your voice didn't matter. When they told you, my God, when they told you not to involve yourself in adult conversations, they didn't realize they were teaching you to resent authority. Who am I talking to on tonight? When mama told you at about eight and seven years old that you should know all of this by now. You should know how to take care of yourself. You should know how to take care of your siblings already. When you were forced to be an adult at the age of being a child, they didn't realize the type of effects and the type of trauma that they were creating. They ain't realize it. They ain't realize it. They ain't realize that, ne- that neglect, allowing you to just always go up in the room all the time by yourself, they didn't realize that was causing you to result to isolation over and over and over again. They didn't realize when you said things like, I'm just telling you how I feel. I just want to express what I'm feeling. They didn't realize that they were creating a monster who wouldn't know how to express themselves. They didn't realize when they kept telling you to go get somewhere and sit down that they were caused, they were creating an adult who would feel like they were always being a burden on somebody. They didn't realize that, right? They didn't realize that. They didn't realize that. So mental disorders, like post-traumatic stress disorder and post-traumatic stress syndrome can develop as a result of these things. A lot of you are trying to figure out what's wrong with you when you're really dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, from everything that you went through. Some of us went through things that we didn't even ask to go through. And if we're not careful, we'll become like the people who raised us. Even though, even though we told ourselves as a kid that we would never be like them. Even though we told ourselves growing up, I would never do my kids like that. Even as we told ourselves growing up, I would never treat another woman like that. I will never speak to anyone like that. I will never talk about people in that way. If we're not careful, we'll become like those who raised us. I don't know who needs to hear this on tonight, but God wants us healed. It's not on him. It's on you. He's the healer. But he needs you. He needs you, right? He needs our help. That's right. God needs your help. He needs your yes. He needs your willingness to say yes to the healing and no to not being, you know, no to not being healed. He needs your yes to being free in your mind. He needs your yes to being free in your heart. He needs your no to settling for broken relationships because you feel like this is the best that it can be. He needs your yes to yourself. 
He needs your yes to those that you love, your yes to your kids, your yes to your future, your yes to your right now. He needs a no to continue and going in the same cycles. No to broken friendships and not knowing how to be a friend. No to always being offended. The worst people to be around sometimes are those who are easily offended. I was a person who was always easily offended and I would blame everybody around me. But then I started to heal and I started to get in the company of the people who were easily offended. And I realized that it's not fun having to walk on eggshells around people because you don't want to hurt their feelings or you're afraid that you may do or say something that may tick them off or rub them the wrong way. So we got to heal. We got to heal. No to the rejection. No to the abandonment. God needs your yes. He needs you to take action. Because what? Faith without works is what? Dead, right? So we got to heal for real. Our life is dependent on it. What we want is dependent on it. Who we want is dependent on it. Who we want to be is dependent on it. Depending on it, guys, we got to heal for real. So I want to give you guys some some ways, um, you know, that a believer can do emotional healing or find emotional healing, right? So of course, number one is to meditate on God's word, which is the Bible, right? Because his Bible is his Bible is really our instructions, right? His word brings life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Proverbs 4 and 22 says. The person who delights is in the law of the Lord, which is his word, who meditates on his law, which is his word, day and night, is blessed, right? God's word. We got to get back to God's word. I'm challenging all of us on here to get back to God's word. When you feel disappointed, when you feel hurt, when you feel like all hell is breaking loose, really get back to his word. All right. So number two. Get back into his word, Lysandra, this week, even before you go to bed tonight. I don't know if you have the Bible app on your phone, but download the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible. For me, it's something about a physical Bible where you can highlight it, you can write in it, you can write the date that you read it. So I love a physical Bible, but I also do use the Bible app. But I will tell you, the physical Bible hits different. It really does. Some um, some versions of the Bible that I do recommend is the NIV version, um, the, e, the ESV version. Um, the New King, New King James Version. Um, I like the Amplified Version, but that one can be longer because it breaks down everything. But I do want to tell you guys to go get a Bible, order a Bible on Amazon, um, get you a physical Bible. Because sometimes that Bible app ain't just, it just ain't enough. It's something about having that physical word in front of you where you can highlight it, where you can write in there. You'll be able to, I'm telling you, when you open up that physical Bible, them words, they jump out, they hit different, right? The physical word. The word is alive, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm telling you guys right now, we got to get back to the word, right? All right. So uh, number two, number two is confess any known sin to God. I didn't say to Facebook. We love to get on Facebook talking about what we did. But have you even went to God about what you did? Confess any known sin to God. Then take God at his word. What does his word say? His word says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and he will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. First John 1 and 9 says that, right? So number two is confess any known sin to God. Number three is take control of your thoughts. This is a big one. This is a big one. Take control over your thoughts, of your thoughts. Better yet, allow Holy Spirit to take control of these thoughts, right? Second uh, Corinthians 10 and 5 says, in the spirit, we take captive every thought 
to make it obedient to Christ. Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean when you take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ? When I worked at this certain job back in my hometown, in my cubicles, I am not lying. I had in bold writing in my cubicle, (laughs) I take captive every thought that is not like Christ. I make it obedient to Christ. I, I had them scriptures left to write. Because you got to know, like you got to be able to, to know how to control your thoughts and you got to know how to take captives of those thoughts very quickly, right? Don't stay in that place. Don't stay in that place, right? Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. When you start having them jacked up thoughts, make that, make that thought obey Christ. <laughs> That's what that scripture means. Y'all got to start making them thoughts obey Christ. Is that the is that depression obeying Christ? Is that lustful thought obeying Christ? Is that thought to want to curse somebody out? Is that thought obeying Christ? Take captive that thought and make it obedient to Christ. All right. So number four, refuse to fall back into old sinful habits. Right. Refuse to fall back into old sinful habits. Who knows um, what it means to really repent? Somebody type it in the comments really quick. Who knows what it really means to repent? Because a lot of times we just repent when we say something. We may say like a curse word. We may may, um, say something stupid or we may do something wrong. What does it mean to really repent? Someone said, change your mind. Someone said, repent is ascribed to change, to turn away, turn away from what you repent of. Repent, right? Repent. So all of those are are good. Yeah. So when you're asking God to forgive you from a sin that you would never do again. All right. So all of those hit the nail right on the head. So real repentance is a turning away, right? It's not just saying out of your mouth that you repent, knowing that in the next five minutes, you're going to do it again, right? Real repentance. Real repentance is turning away, right? It's real regret, real real remorse, right? But you're actually turning away. You're actually turning in the other direction. And you're saying, God, listen, I'm refusing to go back to what brought me. I'm refusing to keep going into these same cycles. But God knows that we are not perfect too, right? He knows that. So number five, forgive those who have hurt you. This is important. This is important. How are you going to call yourself healed or on a healing process, but you really don't want to forgive the people who hurt you? Somebody type, every time you remember, forgive again. Every time you remember, forgive again. How are you going to say you're on a healing process, but you do not want to forgive the people who hurt you? That can be your mom. That can be your daddy. That can be people who have already left this world. That can be the person that you sleep with every night. That can be a sibling. That can be an auntie. Whoever. Every time you remember Forgive again. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Ephesians 4 and 32. When you submit to Holy Spirit and you become sensitive to Holy Spirit, those type of things, you can always tell when you're growing far from God, not when God is far from you because he's always with us. But you can tell when you're growing far from God because you're not as sensitive as you used to be to Holy Spirit. It's easy for you to do certain things and not repent. It's easy for you to do certain things and not care about it and not have a conviction on the inside of you. That's how you know when you strayed a little bit far away from God. 
But when you start becoming sensitive to Holy Spirit again, when you start becoming sensitive to the Spirit again, it'll make you pick up the phone and for and you'll apologize. It'll make you send that text message and you'll apologize. It'll make you it'll make you move differently. It'll make you say, "Listen, I understand." It'll make you move differently. Growth, absolutely. Absolutely. Number six, and then we got one more after this and then we're done. Number six is see yourself as God sees you, which is loved, right? See yourself as God sees you. How does God see us? He sees us, he loves us. Romans five and eight tells us that we're loved. God sees us as gifted. We're gifted. A lot of times we walk around with our head held down, but God really sees us as gifted. He sees us as set free. But sometimes we walk around like we're in chains. God sees us as washed, sanctified, and justified. Purified. And then number seven. Number seven says, get involved in a local community, a local church, um, you know, get around other people that you can fellowship with, somebody who's teaching the word of God. So you not doing this alone. It's time out to be in isolation. It's time out to be being around people who are sugarcoating what you're doing. If you're around people that are okay with you going to hell, then you are in the wrong circle. If you are around people that are okay with you being in depression, then you're in the wrong circle. If you are around people that all they want to do is talk about somebody else, then you are in the wrong circle. Get around other people who love the Lord. And I ain't talking about no religious people. I ain't talking about no people that don't want to have fun. I'm talking about get around people who, who have a relationship with God, who know that God is real, who when you need healing or when you need prayer, you can pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, pray with me. Let's pray. Let's pray together. Right? So we got to heal for real, guys. So let me know in the comments if this message really helped y'all on tonight. And then- hey, y'all, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to go over to Facebook and join the Praying Single Mom group, a free community of almost 7,000 moms. We get together every Tuesday for prayers and Bible study at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We would love to have you join us. So be sure to go over to Facebook, request the Praying Single Mom group, And we'll go ahead and have you in and we'll be so happy to have you. So guys, we'll talk soon. Have a blessed week.